0: Hello, and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Kurt Roloff with Duality Technologies. Today I have the pleasure of talking with Ms. Lori Wade, Chief Data Officer of the US Intelligence Community. Lori, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today.
1: Great, I'm uh, very happy that we've had this opportunity. Excited to talk with you today.
0: Uh, More generally, uh, what do you see as emerging trends in in data and data collaboration, data collection, that the U.S. intelligence community needs to track over the coming years. This is
1: actually—I've had three meetings this week on this topic, and 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 you can see in the in the strategy, and others will see in the strategy too. There's a focus area that talks about advance all partnerships for continued digital and data innovation. That focus area is very important because I think it's the again the shift in a mindset of within the intelligence community we have a lot of expertise. We have a lot of of capabilities, a lot of uh, research and development. There's, you know, we have uh, IARPA. We have groups that are really looking from the research and development and then the science and technology areas. But we have to take across all of our disciplines, all of our areas and see how are we working with the private sector and academia in a very different way to be able to not only signal to them the areas that we're interested in, but also how do we how do we work with them in a way that's not just in a vendor way, but bring them into a discussion to discuss and learn how they're evolving their thinking on data and digital uh, aspects and emerging technologies. And one of the ways that we've done that um, through our partnership uh, focus area, we've started and what's what we call is the IC front door. And that is some an area where we have an ability for these companies that we may not have a relationship with in the intelligence community to be able to come into the front door and provide like what capabilities they offer and services they offer. And then we marry them up across the intelligence community with requirements and capabilities that we may not have gone to. We didn't even know those companies existed and they may have had no idea of how to even get into the intelligence community. So we're trying to innovate on even how we engage with the private sector and academia. Another thing we started was this idea of a future now series. And I just had I hosted an event out in in, uh, Austin where we brought the private sector, the academia organization, um, institutions that are working uh, around the topic of interest that we picked for this particular one and the intelligence community together on a topic of interest that we we think is leading to where we'll see a lot of data impact and innovation and that's the immersive technologies metaverse how are all the things that we're doing from a data standpoint so if we think about how how the technologies of 5g the internet of things now we're looking at chat gpt large language models, um, and metaverse, so immersive technologies. All of those things are building, right? They've built over time. They have created uh, you know, tsunamis of data. And we are just as concerned as the rest of the world is how do we not only look at those from a national uh, uh, security standpoint, from data privacy standpoint, but also, how do we, um, you know, how do we bring some of the opportunities in to help us with some of that end-to-end uh, data management and interoperability that I was talking about? So we have to look at those those areas. So that's one thing. And then, just to add another element that I think is part of what you're asking, as far as the trends and what we're seeing, is something I'm I'm concerned about. And as you see it, in, it's one of our it's our fourth focus area of the strategy is the current and future workforce. Because of the way that the data and digital innovation is happening and the implementation of it and the introduction of these uh, new technologies, it's gonna require a shift in how we even work. Not only the skills horizons of individuals, but also it's multidisciplinary, meaning, it's not only just in organizations where you're going to have data professionals, data scientists, data engineers, and others that have to understand data and how to work with data and understand these technologies. It's really going to require bringing that entire workforce up to a level of acumen and literacy, no matter what area or discipline they work in. They're going to need to understand these, this, these you know, the emerging technologies and how data looks in the future. And so that's why we have that focus area is just being able to not only y'all, there's a lot of talk on the technologies, right? We get, a, there's a lot of discussion on the hype. A lot of people really talking about these things out in the media right now, but we've got, not only are we very focused on the, you know, kind of how we're doing data and all the infrastructure with and, and everything else, I, we've really got to look at the, what the skills horizons and how do we bring the the existing and current workforce up to a place where, as we introduce new and the future workforce, how we're ready for that. and and that multidisciplinary approach that's going to take to work uh, in the future is, is is something that's critical and core to some of our thinking of what we're doing.
0: Great. No, thank you for the um, uh, the reference to to, you know I think you saved the best for last in the report, the last section of the report on uh, transforming the workforce. Uh, obviously, anyone who has been any part of organ- any large organization knows, you know, the team is critical, particularly when you have very complex mission sets like, like the intelligence community does. If I could just kind of like double click on a few things that you said on that, that, that very important aspect uh, about the, the maintaining the workforce. Uh, something that, that I always wrestle with as a co-founder is the, the very nice and important challenges of uh, recruitment, training and, and retention. Um, You know, obviously, the intelligence community, particularly inside government in general, um, it's a different set of challenges than than private sector. Um, You know, how how is you as a C-level executive in the intelligence community, how do you see, um, you know, recruitment, training and retention in particular, not just the innovative aspects of of data, um, data management, but how do you see this being driven as part of supporting the the mission uh, as it relates to your office going forward?
1: Wow, I mean, I, I I've worked on this. I've worked on several cross intelligence community working groups to look at the the future of work, uh, and uh, a lot with the future of the uh, intelligence community, and and with that, I that's why I think it's so important. And and I go back, I can go back to just the the foundational elements of you know the intelligence community, intelligence. You know, by definition, if you follow the definitions from data, the path of data to uh, actual intelligence insight is really is is our core work. Right. We have knowledge workers. By looking and being very deliberate about how we manage our data and our work, we will be able to, to get to a level of. Fidelity that will show where the data lives, where where work can be conducted, you know, where we can use technologies like, you know, as the next evolution of the Internet evolves to a place where there's a lot of, you know, open development standards, you know, where can we do development, right? Where can we do work um, and how do we do it uh, both securely and within our laws and our and our privacy and civil liberties and everything else? How do we do that across all of our security domains? And then what types of people do we need to be doing that? And then what does that look like are going to be questions that are going to be driven by really the strategy and how we shape this strategy and how we do work. So that's one part. I think we've got to get to a a better understanding of what the work looks like and what the workforce is going to look like and how work is conducted and where as we move forward, that's one thing that I think, and the IC, uh, our IC uh, chief for human capital is really focused on that and really working on that. And we're working a lot with them. Uh, We're also uh, trying to use uh, business data. We've talked a lot about mission data, but I also just stood up a new IC business uh, analytics uh, chief uh, position and someone that's uh, focused on how we use our, our data about the Relationship of where people live versus to where they work, and, and some other data to help us with the, uh, and that's more with the uh, retention and maybe even recruitment piece, right? So how do we use our business data to help us make some of those data driven decisions around that? And then there's this the idea of, like I said, the skills horizon, because I talk a lot and I've done some, I've done a study and looked on, you know, the just even current today we have five generations working in the intelligence community. Right. And we already have Gen Z coming into the community. Well, that generation, they're digital natives. So what are we doing to ready ourselves to not only recruit and bring them in, but then keep them and then move them around the intelligence community? There's a lot of opportunity intelligence community. Once you come in, like currently I'm this position I'm in. I'm on a joint duty from my home agency, right? So there's a lot of opportunities and you can work on a whole host of of areas. Uh, National security involves, there's climate, right? There's uh, all kinds of different aspects uh, working uh, collectively and and collaborating globally. Uh, So there's a lot of things that could appeal to uh, a younger generation if they understood like how that work is done. And, 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 you know, we talked to them about how they have an opportunity to uh, be involved in in many different aspects throughout a career. But I, you know, I do, I do wonder how and think a lot about how do we ready ourselves because uh, traditionally, and it happens in the private sector too, but traditionally in the the government, we have uh, technologists, data professionals, you know, science and technology and all these folks, often these other directorates, right? And then we have our core, like, you know, the analysis and the operations and other things are happening. And they, it's like, I gotta go over here to get that kind of uh, digital and data thinking and expertise where as we go forward, everyone we bring in will be coming in as a digital native. So how are we readying ourselves To receive that, and then to leverage what they're going to be bringing in and what they're already bringing in, and that's why I balance that with the same time we have to elevate and bring up that acumen uh, for every single area, right? Even our, you know, our our legal colleagues, (laughs) our acquisition colleagues, everyone who's working, um, we need to mimic what happens in their lives, right? You know, as our world evolves here, you know, continues to evolve and and these, um, you know, technologies, immersive technologies in the next evolution of the internet, where all social interaction will be occurring across these platforms and these technologies, we need to make sure that people understand they're gonna be learning and they already are learning, right, how they live their lives in that space. Well, how do we bring that in to each aspect of our work? So those are the kinds of things that I think we need to get a handle on as uh, across the workforce.
0: Sure thing. So to pr- bring it back and, and tie it back to, to something you alluded to earlier, notionally zero trust, you know, you, you, you talk, you know, I believe very, very rightfully so a lot about interoperability. You, you mentioned some very, very good points about going forward, the vast majority of new recruits into the intelligence community are going to be digital natives. Of course, you know, this, of course, you know, brings up, you know rightfully also this traditional needs of security uh, across uh, the intelligence community too with you know balance across interoperability and in, in the way we now work which is very you know digital um, you you mentioned zero trust as being an important part of the intelligence community chief data officer strategy going forward uh, can you tell me a little bit about how you're balancing that and what your thoughts are about zero trust overall and how that impacts the uh, strategy of of your office going forward
1: Yes, we are 100% uh, uh, in integrating with our CIO community as they are uh, building out the zero trust architecture. There are uh, several pillars to the zero trust uh, strategy of which they're doing, and one is a data pillar. That data pillar is informed by the strategy. In fact, the first line underneath that is end-to-end data management. We see that, and we know this, right? As we know this from the private sector and the ones that have led the way uh, on using zero trust architecture. It is a core piece to unlocking and freeing data, <laughs> um, just like having uh, access and you know attribute based uh, and identity management uh, is a critical piece. We got to take we we got to con- like the people part, right? The security part, the systems part, and then having our data uh, protect itself, having it uh, properly tagged and labeled, um, is a critical aspect. So that that the data can move around, <laughs> uh, we have the provenance and lineage of that data. We have the data handling instructions. Um, we have the metadata. We have the attributes. It's machine readable. We have in the intelligence community. We have to work with our with compliance. So, how do we put that compliance conditions uh, in the machine readable way that it follows it through? We have to, you know, there has to be that data at certain points. Uh, If it doesn't meet certain uh, definition, has to be deleted manually. All of those things have to work in concert together. And as they're building out and and that zero trust, sorry, the zero trust, we have to make sure that everything we're doing from the data side aligns. Uh, with that planning and that their data pillar of that zero trust architecture meets our data architecture and everything we're doing from a data end-to-end data standpoint. So we're 100% uh, involved in what that looks like and helping to shape that.
0: Thank you, Ms. Lori Wade, for joining me today. Uh, please visit CDO cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. And Lori, thank you again for your time. Okay, thank you.